Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA. Listening to Funky Monkey MMA. to Funky Monkey MMA. Welcome back to another edition of Funky Monkey MMA. I am Kane Miller, and with me we have Joel Rojas, Mike the Truth Jackson, and Chelsea Ray. Our guest today competes in the women's flyweight division and has fought under organizations such as Invicta FC and Legacy. Please help me welcome Andrea KGB Lee. Andrea, thank you for being here. I'm glad that y'all had me on the show tonight. Oh, of course. Now, uh, first off, uh, the last time we saw you in the cage was back in March at Invicta FC 16. Uh, what have you been doing since then? Have you mainly just been devoting your time to training for the most part? Yes, I have every day. Um, still the same routine. I'm training six days a week, like morning and afternoon. So uh, just trying to stay in shape and, you know, stay ready for, I don't know. I don't know when I'm going to be fighting next, but, you know, just trying to stay ready for whenever the opportunity presents itself. I'd like to ask, what made you turn to the path of MMA, kickboxing, and Muay Thai? You know, it's such a male-dominant field. You know, were you encouraged? Were you discouraged by your by your peers, or did that motivate you to move forward and be the best that you could be? Uh, well, I didn't really look at it, you know, as it you know as it being like a male-dominant sport. I just have always been interested in uh, martial arts and had always wanted to do it as a child, and then. When I when I got older, you know, and started working on my own after I had graduated, and I found a you know a gym, I was able to pay for it, you know, financially. I used to, I mean, I never could before. And um, after I had my first couple of boxing matches, it started really picking up and getting serious. And uh, cage, I mean, doing MMA was initially what I had wanted to do, but then we started like after our first couple of boxing matches, we started focusing on mostly boxing. But then we finally um, we, try, we finally converted back over to MMA, and it's just, you know, we, we decided that that was the, the better opportunity for me. There wasn't a huge opportunity for women's boxing, so with with uh, MMA on the rise, especially like women's MMA, you know, it just seemed like a better opportunity and a better career choice. choice. And I didn't know that this would be a career choice, but it, you know, it turned out to be. So. You definitely made the best of it. I mean, 2014 was a great year for amateur belts for you. Not only mm-hmm, in kickboxing, yes. and you also had Golden Gloves under your belt. I mean, so you've you've been around the block, and you know that that's what makes him such a huge fan, and I'm sure others as well. Thank you. I appreciate that. 
Now, this is uh, it's kind of fun, you and I, because uh-huh. or having these kind of conversations because you and I we know one another very well. Actually, we just hung out not too long. I had a yeah. good time out in Shreveport. <laughs> um, but since then, I, I one thing I did want to ask you about uh, as of recently during the UFC International Fight Week, we had uh, the two titles for in the women's division. We had two title fights. Um, we had one belt change hands in the in, in the band mm-hmm. weights, and then in the straw weights we had uh, Joanna who was able to retain her title. But in mm-hmm. those two fights, did did anything in particular stand out to you uh, for any of the fighters? Did you see one that was just just leaps and bounds above uh, uh, their opponent? Well, Amanda Nunes, for, for certainly. I mean, like I wasn't expecting. I mean, I knew that, I know that she's a great fighter. I just wasn't expecting that that much of a, a dominant performance, you know. I mean, I I knew that she was going to go in there and do well and handle herself. I just didn't expect Misha Tate to like crumble the way that she did, you know. I, I was given, I guess, I gave Misha Tate more credit than I should have, but I just, you know, did not expect that a first round, you know, finish. It's crazy. No, I would I say agree. that that that's what stuck out the most. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Misha's known for just being a, a very tough and durable fighter. I mean, we looked at her at her fight against Holly Holm. Uh, I mean, she took some, some nice damage, but she yeah. weathered the storm, and, you know, she pulled out a Hail Mary in the final frame. But with Amanda, it, it was none of that. She didn't have an opportunity mm-hmm. to weather any mm-hmm. kind of storm. Uh, Amanda was just so much and just kind of dusted by her. Um, but yeah, then now in, in the strawweight fight, um, we had Joanna and Claudia fighting. Um, it, it seemed like Claudia, she started off uh, mm-hmm. way stronger uh, fight-wise compared to Joanna. Um, and, and that particular fight, was there anything that stood out to you for from either fighter? Um, I, you know, I thought Claudia did great first. Was it the first two rounds? Um, her takedowns were really good. I mean, um, it, to me, Joanna, you know, she. she I mean, she's been really hard to take down, but, I mean, Claudia was able to do it multiple times, but obviously Joanna was able to get back up repetitively. Um, But, you know, I just feel like that Joanna's cardio is extremely good. I mean, that did stick it. That that stuck out to me the most. It just seemed like she was so fresh, even in, like, the later rounds, even though, you know, the first couple rounds, like, she had been taken down and was just, like, grinded on she was able to get back up and, you know, still able to maintain her, her cardio throughout the entire five rounds. And we all know that, uh, Yawana has amazing hand speed. Um, it doesn't look to me like she has a whole lot of power on the end of her punches, but I mean, she just throws so, you know, she throws punches and bunches. So, I mean, like, you know, they're just coming out of nowhere. And I really like that. I like, I like that. That's <laughs> certain. Her and her uh, front kick, her teeps were really good. Ah, that's true. Uh, that's just the Muay Thai thinking. Her, her, her Muay Thai is very solid. Um, it, it, is. it is hard to find someone in in that division um, outside of really Rose that I can that I can think of that just mm-hmm. has uh, that type of, of striking game. Um, and I feel that Claudia, if that, I feel that's the part that she's lacking, is that kind yeah. of well, really the cardio aspect, but that type of striking, uh, if she is able to, either one, either the cardio aspect or the striking aspect of it, 
uh, I feel that she'll she'll be back in the in the title contention. For sure, and I definitely want to watch that one because I mean Claudia could have yeah. won that. I mean she could have won that fight. She, you know, she if her cardio had been you know better if she hadn't worn herself out the first two rounds, she could have won. Yeah. And then that also shows you how tough uh, Joanna is to to weather that kind of storm because. Oh yeah, we kind of touched there several times. Yeah, she did. Got dropped in the first round. Yeah. Uh I'm trying. To, I don't know how. I mean, it wasn't. It was a clean shot. It wasn't. I don't feel it was a slap. I think someone she mentioned, was rocked. She uh, was rocked. That not. No, I, I think it was more of an off balance thing. But just mm-hmm. the fact that it was a jab that dropped her off balance or not, um, I, I think that lets you know how how powerful Claudia is. And again, yeah. once she puts the either the cardio or gets some some Joanna type striking, like the the technical yeah. side of it, uh she's gonna be very dangerous. I think so. And then one other thing I noticed, you know, just um unlike all of uh Joanna's other opponents, Claudia actually had a little bit of head movement. So I think that, that I mean of course in the first couple of rounds then then later when she got tired she her head wasn't moving at all. But uh, I noticed that she she was able to give Joanna, you know, harder trouble, a lot more trouble, just because she was moving her head alone, you know. And uh, I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking if she moves up to the flyweight division, I got that head movement. Not about that life. She's not about that life. <laughs> should become about that life. So. <laughs> no, I, that's all right. That was your best version of shit talk, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying not to shit talk. Trying not to. But I do want, I, I would like to fight her. I would love to see that fight. It would be awesome. Well, you know, just speaking of that, you know, uh, you are a flyweight fighter. and um, But with mm-hmm. these new, um, you know, the weight cutting policies and things like that, the IV ban, everything of that nature, do you plan on staying at flyweight, or will you eventually move up to 135 um, on top of the greater opportunities that are present in that weight class as well? Um, right now, I mean, I'm, I'm going to stay at 125. I don't, you know, I, I mean, I guess depending on how, you know, it affects me, you know, we'll determine that. But um, but right now, you know, I, I feel comfortable at 125, and I don't, I think that I would be a lot smaller opponent in the 135 weight class division. I want to be the bigger opponent, so I'm pretty big in one, in, at the in, in the flyweight division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you know, being a flyweight fighter, do you think that uh, the UFC will eventually add a 125 pound division before too long, or is that something that you're not even really focused on at the moment? I think they will. I mean, you know, they did just have their first 125, the the flyweight. I mean, it was two 115ers got moving up to 125. Um, you know, and they're just, I guess, just checking it out and seeing. You know, I don't even. I mean, like. They haven't brought any 125ers in, obviously, um, but I think that it's going to be soon if they're if they're already doing that. I mean, they did kind of, you know, test it out. I feel like the 125ers will be coming soon enough. No, yeah, I'm ready. I just got to get off this suspension. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what I was alluding to ask um, in regard to the suspension and the fluid pull that you that you took. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, what are your thoughts on that? You know, how's that going? How much longer do we have before we see you back in the cage? Um, well, I am suspended until December. So once I once they lift that, then you'll probably see me fight shortly after. Um, 
you know, of course I have fees and stuff that I have to pay. So once I get the fees paid, then I can fight in Vegas again. But until I get the fees paid, I won't be able to fight. So I got to get on top of that. So basically you're I just... I can still fight for... Le- huh? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was going to say I could still fight for legacy in a different state. You know, just I, I can't fight in Vegas until I get them paid off. That was what I was going to ask. Like, what have you been doing in, in the meantime, which, of course, training and getting better is, is part of the the career and the and the sport and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's definitely a great that we could actually see you fight for another organization without having to wait till December. Mm, well, I mean, I hope. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, well, I'm not, I don't know. They really don't want me. They, they, the Nevada commission is, is, has me suspended across the board. Like I, I really can't fight in any other States right now. It is up to the, uh, the state's commission, whether or not they will let me fight. So, I mean, legally I can, but I don't, you know, I'm not, uh, I don't think that any of the other States would really allow it. But basically, you don't want to piss off Nevada is what it comes down to. <laughs> what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, I don't. No, I don't. That's understandable. But I am. I do have this grappling match coming up, and it's a funny story because uh, Nevada, the, it's, it's a fight to win pro professional grappling match. You know, so I'll get paid like a little bit of money. But I had I was promoting it there for a little bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, the Nevada Commission they called the Louisiana Commission, and you know, was telling me that I. I wouldn't be able to compete, um, but I mean, turns out you know it's a state law here in Louisiana that the the athletic commission has you know no no jurisdiction basically you know over uh, traditional martial arts such as like taekwondo, any kind of karate or jujitsu. So I'm good to go. But I mean, they, they're okay, that strict. Yeah. I mean, they they don't even want me to grapple. They don't even want me to do a grappling match. They're so strict. So That's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, um, real, yeah, pretty strict. If you don't mind, um, for some of the folks, like I have two young daughters, ages ten and twelve. They they're slowly but surely into the MMA and getting into you know different type of disciplines and whatnot. Um, your 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 nickname. What what does that mean? What does it stand for? And also. What advice would you give young girls, like such as my girls, as to how they can achieve their dreams and keep moving forward without giving up? What advice can you give someone like that? Well, for I mean, just if, if you know, just pick something and stick to it. You know, you don't ever want to give up on anything. Um, you know, I I always you know think to most you know this has been a hard road. I mean, for any fighter, you know, it's it's a hard path to to go down. If if you know, being a professional fighter is something that you seek, you know, and for me, I just, you know, I'm always telling myself, you know, I don't want to have to worry about what if, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to think about those what ifs in the future, like I want to know, so I'm just, I, you know, you just don't quit, you just never give up, you know, you just, you know, you know stay on the, stay on the road and, and until you finally, you know, see it through, and, and that's what I'm trying to do, you know, I want to see how far I can go. And, you know, I think every little girl should, you know, and little boys, you know, just don't give up on your dreams. Just work for it. Work hard. Day in and day out. And then as for my name, I mean, there's really, uh, it's just, it's, you know, if you know what, if you've ever heard of the Russian KGB, you know, they're like government assassins, you know, the Russian government assassins. I mean, it is, that is what it is. Uh, Donnie has... Donnie, who's my husband, he's my coach. He 
thought that I looked Russian or European, and <laughs> he started calling me KGB, you know, and then everybody at the gym started picking up on it and started calling me KGB, and then when we were at, like, a, a Muay Thai tournament in uh, Virginia, there was a Russian team there from Moscow, and, you know, I'm decked out in my KGB Muay Thai shorts, and I have my KGB shirt on, so they come up to me and, like, why KGB? And then Donnie's like, well, and then he says, he's like, she, he's like, is she Russian? And then Donnie said, no, she's not Russian, but she looks Russian. And he looks me up and down, and then he's like, she does. And then he walks off. But then later they come back and we get pictures and stuff together. So they were really cool. I don't think I look Russian, but apparently I was, uh, you know, I'm told that I do. I don't think so. I think I look like a Southern girl. <laughs> yeah, you look. <laughs> That's not an ethnicity, homie. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, I look like a a, a southern girl from Texas, and I'm I'm white, and I mean they're white too, but uh, I don't know. I just I don't I don't have those Russian features. I don't. I mean, like I don't think I do anyway. They have round faces, maybe <laughs> a little bit of round faces, straw, strong jaw lines, blonde hair. You know, I don't so think I look Russian you? though. Huh? So you just described yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't. Do, do I have a strong jawline? Yeah, it's yeah. not a bad thing. Well, I, I think that there's like jawlines more square. But anyways, so that's how I got my nickname because supposedly I look Russian. Awesome, I appreciate that. <laughs> told me she wants to be just like you when she grows up. She's right next to me. Oh, she's so sweet. <laughs> thank you. Tell her I said thank you. So we we have uh, it seems like we're having a, a revolving door with the bantamweight title. Um, what do you, they did say recently that if Ronda decides to come back, she's going to get first crack at Amanda. But do you feel that there is? Do you feel that Amanda is going to at least defend it at least one time, or do you think we're going to continue to get a revolving door? I mean, since Ronda lost it, I mean, no champ has defended the belt. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I don't. I mean, like, I'm not sure who exactly is next in line. Besides, who 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 is next Pena. in line? Besides, Pena would make the there, most sense. What? And she's not. I don't, I don't. And I like her. I don't think she's ready though. But yeah. I mean, they're really outside of saying that Ronda gets cracked if she comes back. They haven't really said who is right. technically next in line. Um, but just, just let's look at the, the top five you have. In the top five, I want to say outside of Amanda, you have Misha, Holly, um, Ronda, and Ju- either Juliana or Kat. I can't remember who's. Kat. Okay, so Juliana and then Kat. So Kat is six. So out of those names I just called out, minus Ronda, who, who, who would you say gets the next crack? You said Misha, Juliana, Kat. Well, no, Kat's six. So it's Me- Misha, Holly. And Juliana, outside of Ronda. Those are those oh, three. Shit. Well, Misha and, just lost no, it, and she lost right. it badly. Um, <laughs> yeah. She's on medical suspension, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how? Well, and there's Holly. Holly has Valentina. She has Valentina next, what, yeah. next week. Yeah. So, Pena, or Pena, Pena. Same Pena. Yeah, Juliana. They, they Juliana. They say, all right, Juliana, you next to get this work. Let's see what you can she do. would be. She, I think she would be next. But I mean, I mean, really, you know, if Ronda is is ready and in shape by the time they do the next title defense, I'm sure that it's going to be Ronda. I mean, I, that's what I think. Have you, did you see Ronda's newest commercial? 
Yes, I saw that. You know, saying she was back yeah. and taking off the dress and putting on her gloves. <laughs> uh, you think that's her own? I, I think it's a, a little. I think that's her her way of letting people know that she's coming back and she's not yeah. ready to make babies just yet. <laughs> she's not ready to make babies. Well, she told everybody she was. And but... then Travis Brown got beat up, so maybe she re- rethinking yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think. Well, she got beat up too, so she she needs to. He stood by her. He needs to. She needs to stand by him. <laughs> That's right. Well, maybe she's like, look, I we both can't be getting beat up, and I'm the breadwinner here, so let's just, let's just <laughs> no. wait a second and let's go get some more fights, <laughs> win some more fights, and then we'll make the babies. Maybe that's what her. Probably, yeah. Is. We'll have to win that title. Defend. Uh, maybe she'll defend it one more time and then retire. Probably. All right. I think I heard that she was talking about fighting for the title again and then maybe retiring after that. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not too sure. I think that uh I remember she was talking about retiring just after after the loss, but I'm not sure yeah. what her what her plans on after after okay. the belt if she, if she does fight you know, Nunez or whoever for the belt. I'm uh, yeah, I'm not really sure what what her plans are afterwards where she's really going to go from there. I mean, I would imagine they would probably want to do a rematch with Holly, but I mean, yeah. that, that really depends on how, on how things pan out the next couple of years or so. Yeah, I definitely see her. Yeah, yeah definitely. I guess I want to ducktail on what uh, someone was saying earlier, you know, discussing, like, you know, you seem to inspire other people. I mean, I know you inspire me. So what inspires you? Like, what gets you out of bed in the morning as far as all this goes? Because it's not easy. <laughs> What gets me? It's more like who gets me out of bed in the morning? <laughs> Cowboy. Oh, Donnie's like kicking me out of the bed in the morning. <laughs> it's time to run. So I mean, just just wanting to be the best really is what strives me. Like I want to succeed, and you know I'm not where I want to be right now. This is this is, you know, the suspension has definitely like you know set me back a few steps. But I mean. I just, I really want to win. I want to win more belts. I want to be the Invicta champion, you know, and I want to go to the UFC and I want to win. I would love to be the flyweight UFC world champion also. So, I mean, that's really what in, inspires me. Just, just, just the drive to want to succeed, you know, just be something. I just want to be something, you know, because I'm really not good at anything else. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't sing. I can't dance. And, I mean, uh, you, I can't be a doctor. You're good at marketing <laughs> and promoting. Tell us about the this, this recent photo shoot that I'm upset that I wasn't there to shoot myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I needed something quickly. And, um, you know, obviously that was inspired because, you know, I have the legacy belt and I wanted to show it off, but in a sexy way. And right. also, you know, I wanted to throw some things out there for my sponsors because yeah, I mean, being, you know, right right now I'm not really, I'm not out in the lot, the light right now. I'm not like in the spotlight because I, I don't have fights and stuff coming up. So for mm-hmm. me, I figured that like maybe a photo shoot would just be a way for me to kind of like keep my name out there, you know, and just you know have people still talking and uh, you know, be like, hey, I'm still here, you know, I'm gonna come back. So that's kind of okay. like what inspired it. Okay. Okay. Is there any more of the? Have you released all that you're releasing, or can we uh, look forward to some more uh, sexy pictures? Oh, there, 
there's still more coming. There's still there's there's a couple that are like Blow really flat. like that are really cool that have not been. It's hard. Like he took so many pictures, and I haven't been able to like decide which one I think's the best. Like there's just you know I don't want to have too many of the same pictures, so I gotta decide yeah. which one I really like and which one I really want to be posted. So there's there's a couple more. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Don't want to leave a fan hanging. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. After that, <laughs> after that whole photo shoot, um, there was a lot of media attention, and uh, it seems like you've spawned a little video cast out of it. Can you tell us about yeah. that? Well, okay, so we periscoped one of our photo shoots. I think it was the first photo shoot. I didn't periscope the second one. I periscoped the part of the first one. And then somebody stole the Periscope and posted it on YouTube. And and it just did, like, freaking went viral. And people thought that I was, like, taken, that I was, like, naked on camera. So that's that's why they, why it went viral. <laughs> and sadly, there was a lot of people that were probably upset after they watched it. Because that was not what happened. <laughs> but because of that situation, you know, we had a friend who was like, you know, you're missing out on money. They're like, because that person stole your video, you know, and put it on YouTube, like, they're getting a lot of hits, and the more hits that they get, you know, they'll start getting, like, advertisements on their on the video, and then they'll start making money from it, and so we're like, well, heck, maybe we should just start our own little video cast, and, you know, we can promote whatever we want to promote on there, and hopefully get a lot of, a lot of uh, subscribers eventually, you know, the more we do some shows, and the more subscribers we'll get. You know, so and, and not to mention, I mean, it's a great way for me to promote my sponsors because it's video, so you can see everything that we're doing. And um, you know, it's a lot of fun because I have so many females coming down and train with me. You know, right now I have Amanda Bell here. You know, and Chelsea Ray. Um, every couple of weeks, you know, it's somebody different. So it's, it's, that's kind of fun. That's part of it. Well, you're alluding to the modeling, which is a great career path if you choose to stick with it. Um, if MMA was not an option, would that be some a career path that you would go down, or is there something else that you might have in mind that you'd like to do if the MMA was not in the picture? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, modeling would be cool, but I don't really know how much money I would be able to make out of it. Um, I just can't – it's funny that you, that you say that, because whenever I was younger and people – like, my teacher asked me what I wanted to be, and I was like, I want to be a model. <laughs> But who knew? Who knew I would actually decide to be a fighter and get punched in the face instead? Um, but I don't. I don't know if, if model. I don't think modeling is something that I would want to do. I mean, I like taking pictures, you know, and that's a lot of fun. But I would think maybe something more along the lines of uh, not necessarily acting, but maybe like um, being a uh, a double or like a stunt double or something like that. That would be cool. That sounds awesome. Because, I mean, I just, I want to do, I want to stay in martial arts, you know. I would like to, you know, continue to be involved in some kind of way, whether it's just running my own gym and training people or, you know, going around doing seminars and something. It's going to get better. You have a bright career ahead of you. You're still young. Thank you. It's only going to get better and better. Thank you. I think that we're going to move on to uh, some Twitter questions now. Uh, We mentioned that we would be interviewing you tonight and uh, let people ask any questions that they were curious Mm -hmm. about. Our first question comes from at wrestling at wrestling underscore one thousand. They ask, "How many of those cowboy hats do you have?" I think that you might have already <laughs> answered them on Twitter, but they can uh, also let our listeners know as well. It's funny. Um, currently, just four, 
And I'm waiting on another hat from my hat sponsor, uh, Ink Billy Styles. You know, he he's the one who does all the the cool designs, and he he did my KGB hat, and I'm waiting on another one. It's gonna be like a an American flag kind of you know, vintage looking cowboy hat. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be badass. All right, and our next Twitter question comes from at Ice Queen four one five one nine eight three. They mm-hmm. ask, what would be your favorite Muay Thai combo to throw for a knockout win? Hmm. Uh, my, my favorite combo would would probably be like a, a one overhand right so it's a jab into the overhand right into a liver shot leg kick probably all right nice. so you know so i mean if you can imagine it in your head which I'm, I'm sure that mike and chelsea already knows you know you throw the jab and then immediately behind that you throw the overhand and then as you're throw as you're, you're landing the overhand you're you're level changing t- down towards the body and then throwing the liver shot and then coming back and throwing a leg kick. So it's one yeah, of my favorites. I can favorites. imagine it because I can imagine it because I've experienced it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pretty fun. But I mean, I love the body. So really like just like anything that has to do with the body, power shots and leg kicks is my favorite. Teeps though. Okay, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I do love yeah, the teep. Uh, I love the teep. Um, yeah, we just uh, we have our last Twitter question, which comes from at underscore MR504. They ask, how soon before you fight again? Um, again, I'm suspended until December, and we don't have really anything in the works before then. Uh, so I'm just going to say December. Probably December. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, me personally, I would love to see a a super fight between yourself and Holly Holm. That's just my personal opinion. <laughs> I think it would be a barn burner. Um, if you had the matchmaking power for one day, what male and what female super fight would you book? Uh, well, probably Ronda Rousey and Cyborg. Yeah. Of Nobody of really wants to see that anymore, probably. But Ronda Rousey and Cyborg, and uh, the male. Um. That's a tough one. So many options. I know. I mean, I like like George St. Pierre. I'd like to see him back again. I mean, of course, y'all probably think he's boring, but I like like George St. Pierre. (laughs) And who would I put? I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I want a knockout fight. I want something. Give me some help. I can't decide. (laughs) Connor. There's too many men. Uh, Yeah, Connor and... um, Even Towson. Yes, actually, yes, that would be oh, it. Stephen, yeah. Wonder Boy, and Connor. You know, Wonder Boy is bigger than he is, but I think it would still be fun. Their styles are very similar, so it'd be a good fight. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. If somebody had told you like this was gonna be your life, like in high school, would you have believed them? Mm, no, but I would have thought they were cool because you know, like I said fighting, being in martial arts, from that, I always wanted to do. But I, I don't know. I definitely, I definitely wanted to believe them. And I certainly wouldn't have thought that I'd be good at it. What's your favorite aspect of the job and your least favorite aspect of it? Mm, favorite? Just just having the fans, you know, like everybody like uh, supporting me and all of the, the, the people that, you know, I inspire and people that look up to me. You know, that really is, that's the best part to me because it's so cool thinking that, you know, I have people out there that I've never even met, but they... That I inspire them somehow, like, and they know me, and I think that's cool because, like, I never would have, you know, seen myself, you know, being in that that kind of um, 
spotlight, you know. And the worst, of course, is just staying in the grind, like, all day, every day, and, and making all the sacrifices, you know, like vacations, and hanging out with my friends, and, you know, partying, and that, you know, just, and, and I don't really get to, I, I see my daughter, but I don't really get to spend as much time with her as, mu- as much as I would like. You know, I'd like to take her to more movies and stuff, but I'm just at the gym all the time, so I never really get to I miss out on a lot. By the time it's time for me to, that I, I have time to take her to a movie, she's already seen it. <laughs> Somebody else took her. Yeah. So, and stuff like that's kind of frustrating. How do you keep all that balanced and, and in line? Well, I mean, I just, it's hard. I mean, like, um, you know, I just, I just do, you know, what I'm supposed to do every day. And then on the days, you know, that I have like my half days, my half days off, you know, I'll try and take Ainsley out and spend time with my family and or my friends and you know even though it's only like a half day or, or you know even if I get like a full day you know I mean that helps me it helps you know bring me back normal I've had breakdowns before I mean it can get it can get it can get tough but I don't I don't break down in front of people nobody's seen me break down <laughs> yeah you're tough kid. I just remind myself this is this is what I want I want this you know so yeah I really respect the way you balance it all. I, I, I'm here on the daily, so I I do get to see it, and uh, that's one thing about you that has impressed me. So I just want the world to know that you're you're good at balancing things out. You know, there's a lot of uh of people that have much simpler careers. I think that ignore their kids or really don't seem to care, and, and it's quite obvious mm-hmm. that you make any any extra second you have. I know that you're spending it with her, and it's it's yeah. Cool I appreciate that. I feel like I don't do enough. That I'm glad that. You're here to remind me and make me feel good about it. <laughs> All right, well, Andrea, thank you very much. We know it means a lot to everyone on the podcast for coming on. Uh, we would just like to thank you very much for joining us today. Um, you know, if you have any other shout-outs or, you know, thank yous to sponsors or anything like that, we would, of course, like to give you that opportunity as well. Okay. Um, I'd like to say I'd like to give a shout-out and a thank you to uh, Love MMA, MMA Roadhog, uh, Fighter Alias, Martial Arts Life, I'm forgetting anybody else. I apologize. Um, thank you to all of my anybody that's ever helped me and all of my fans. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Andrea. Uh, we'd like mm-hmm. to just thank you again very much for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you back in the cage soon. Me too. Y'all have a good night. All right. Thank you. All right. You Bye. too. Bye. And that was Andrea KGB Lee. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. I want to thank my co-hosts, Joel Rojas, Mike The Truth Jackson, and Chelsea Ray. Uh, Chelsea, where can people find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram, Chelsea Ray MMA. Uh, Twitter is the same handle. And I'd like to give a shout out to Defense Soap and Combat Corner for hooking me up. Okay, sounds good. And Mike the Truth Jackson, where can people reach you at? Always at, at MikeTheTruth.com. And then on my social media, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook are all the same at The Truth Jackson. All right, awesome. And Joelle, uh, where can people reach you at? And on Twitter, underscore JR double underscore. On Facebook, Joelle Rojas. Uh, Want to give a shout out to my daughters, Ayana and Sanaya. And as always, make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Funky Monkey MMA. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Kane E. Miller. And keep following the site for the latest interviews, event photos, and analysis pieces. We'll see you next time.
You can listen to Funky Monkey MMA Radio on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Blog Talk Radio, Player FM, Cast Roller, the TuneIn Radio app, MMAFutures.com, LoveMMA.com, MMARecords.com, and FightBookMMA.com. For the freshest news and notes on all things MMA, get over to FunkyMonkeyMMA.com. Interested in sponsoring the show? Then send an email to FunkyMonkeyMMA at gmail.com. You're listening to Funky Monkey MMA.